The 731 on Wednesday, May 10th. This is the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission. My name is Daniel B. Smith. I am the chair. Uh, and as always, I'll kick things off with a uh, roll call. But first, Abby is going to read a little spiel. Yes, for all of those many of you on Zoom, uh, Rebecca. <laughs> Um, thank you, Daniel. Good evening, everyone. I have a few housekeeping items for the Zoom meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting. When you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. City reserves the right to mute people or turn individu individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name each time you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. And now I'll turn the meeting back over to Daniel. Thank you, Abby. So as I said, I will begin with a roll call, starting with Marlo. Present. And then Mary. Present. And then Dina. Present. And then Marciana. Present. And. And then Rebecca? Present. And then Jill? Present. And then Tim? Present. Which means we have everybody accounted for. I don't know how long it's been since that happened. Usually, usually one person missing. Up next, we have um, uh, first item is approving the minutes. So I don't know if anyone has looked over the April 12th regular meeting minutes, has any questions or concerns. If not, I will entertain a motion to approve them. So moved. Uh, Great, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jill. Um, and I will now once again go through the roll call to approve those minutes, starting with Marlo. Approve. And then Mary. Approve. And then Dina. Approve. And then Marciana. Approve. And then Rebecca. Approve. Oh, approve. <laughs> thank you. And then Jill. Approve. And then Tim. Approve. And I will also approve. Uh, the minutes will be approved unanimously, which brings us speedily along to item C, which is public comment. I don't see anybody here in the room who isn't expected. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anybody online, but if anybody has a public comment, raise your hand, make a, a grunt or, or any sort of noise, just to let, let us know that you're, you're there. Okay, hearing none, I will not read the general public comment uh, spiel, and we can go right into new business. Uh, at the top of, of our docket, we have an update on Final Fridays with Explore Lawrence, and there are some friendly faces here who are here, are here to update us on some things. And so uh, I don't know if you need anything from us. Otherwise, I'll just turn it over to you, or, or maybe staff has some, some framing. I'm, I'm not sure. Do you want to frame it up, Porter? Or? I guess maybe. Or do you, does, I guess not everybody knows the full history. So um, Final Fridays started, gosh, 2000. 11-ish? Yeah, I was going to say that. A study yeah. was done, and they did an economic um, study, and they recognized that supporting local artists and, and figuring out ways to do that was invaluable, both economically and to the arts community. So they developed Final Fridays, uh, akin to Crossroads First Fridays and a lot of other cities with various iterations of this. And for several years, it was run with the help of the Arts Center, the Cultural Arts Commission, and there was it was a third entity initially, but it ended up being the art center and, and us. And the art center um, paid a staff person, paid somebody to actually run it for a while. And she did a great job, Mom. Molly. She did a great job. Um, she really curated it, really. She was able to focus on it fully and really you know, do a great job on it. But eventually that um, 
dropped off, and then I took it over when I first got here. I ran it for about, I think, three or four years, and um, did my best to keep up with it, but it, it's a unique beast because we don't program it, you know? So it's up to each venue to decide if they want to do something. The rules are basically, if you do anything art-related for a final Friday, you can then get in on the marketing side of it um, with the help of Explore Warrants. So Michael Davidson approached me probably 2017-ish, 2017. I think it's 16. 16. Yep. And uh, we, the Art Commission at the time agreed to, to shift it over to you guys fully. And because you had that new system, particularly, that, that people could go in and actually market their stuff. And now I'm getting into your realm, so yeah. that's a brief sort of summary. But it's been going on for now 20, for uh, 12 years, right? Yep. And uh, it's still a great program. And I always wanted to see if it could evolve into something maybe bigger um, or broader or more strategic in some way, shape, or form. So hopefully we can bring that into our um, comprehensive plan as we're moving forward so you guys have some ideas but that said you are doing a fabulous job with it and I will turn it over to you all right thank you so I'm just gonna queue up a little bit like what we do is explore Lawrence who we are and then Andrea is really our marketing strategy and data wizard so I'm gonna let her talk about the marketing aspect of it and I'll just because I feel like maybe some of the people in the room aren't familiar with explore Lawrence so um, what we are is we are the Tourism Bureau for Lawrence and by extension Doug Douglas County. So our mission is economic development by attracting visitors to our city. And during COVID and in our current operations, we also extend that to making sure local attendance at events is strong as well. So that is part of what we do. Um, we are a separate 501c6. Uh, we have a governing board, and we have currently have seven voting members, and our board is very specific on the types of roles you can play on our board. So you have to be part of the tourism industry, a hotel, an event space, an arts and culture, things like that. So um, we... Um, took over the marketing about 2016 for Final Fridays, and one of the reasons was that we were looking for something that Explore Lawrence could market as an arts and culture event year-round. So that is Final Fridays. It happens every Friday of the year, and we can market that to our arts and culture traveler who is very attractive to a destination. Um, and then we have... Porter alluded to, we have a partner portal that all businesses, downtown, retailers, restaurants, citywide can log into. They can update their website listings, and most importantly for this, they can submit events to our events calendar. So we came up with a system that they could tag their event Final Fridays, and then we have a dedicated Final Fridays page year-round on our website. So. Um, I'm not going to belabor what we do as an organization too much because I think most people are very familiar. And I'm going to let Andrea talk a little bit about our marketing strategy. Um, she's been working hard to get that strategy launched in 2023. We are ramping up Final Fridays as we speak, really. So I will hand it over to Andrea. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for allowing me this opportunity to come and share with you what we are doing at Explore Lawrence to support uh, Final Fridays. Um, first of all, we're thrilled to see uh, the events coming back, right? Um, there was a point 
before the pandemic, what we had um, up to maybe 30, 35 events taking place on any given final Friday. And it grew to that. The more we marketed, the more people came out, the more uh, uh, venues started participating. Um, <clears throat> Our most recent one in May saw about 14 events. That's the best we've seen um, since before the pandemic. So every month we see a few more um, events coming back. Um, so our visitor center manager, Callie Vance, she is also working on bringing Final Fridays back to the Lawrence Visitor Center. It's something that was an initiative of ours and um, one of the pluses of moving our visitor center downtown is that we were going to add this gallery space and allow um, artists to exhibit um, their art there. And um, since we've started up our Lawrence Arts Roundtable group again, which meets um, every month, in, it's the second Tuesday of the month, um, we've been able to start filling up that calendar um, for with artists um, for our visitor center. We don't have anything scheduled this month, but we do the June, July, and August, and we had um, a a show in uh, I think January and March of this year. Um, what we have, so everything really um, comes to the web page. If you want to yeah. see it, um, events, if you hover over the events menu on the top left. Let me quickly share for her. Okay. Zoomies. Thank you. Right. And then annual events, and the top one should be Final Fridays. There we go. I was looking for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is our Final Fridays page. You'll see the logo is really in tune with our Unmistakably Lawrence logo. We wanted to, when we rebranded Final Fridays, we wanted to it to support the Unmistakably Lawrence look and feel, and that's where we landed with the, the Final Fridays logo. So on the page, it gives a little bit of intro information, that history we talked about, our call for artists, because um, we still are trying to fill up the calendar completely. If you have any artists um, that you know that might like to exhibit there, um, please click that, click that link, and that'll give you all the details on, on our call. And then beneath that are the listings that we talked about. Um, we have the site programmed, so it's only going to show you what's within the next month, so you can only see what's happening for May Final Fridays. That way, if somebody is so planning ahead that they've had have their whole calendar on, we're not going to see all of those and confuse the visitor. What they're going to see are the, the events that are coming up this month. We usually see most submissions come around the middle of the month. Um, we That's when we send out reminders uh, to get your event added, because we'll start ramping up our marketing towards that second half of the month. Uh, beneath that is a gallery of photos. These are user-generated content, photos from people out in the community taking pictures at our arts institutions and during Final Fridays. And so we have a tech tool called CrowdRiff. Um, that we use to aggregate those videos and images, and we have galleries all over our website, and this one is specific to Final Fridays. Beneath that section, we just link out to our murals page. Um, if you would uh, check that out, we actually have now added um, sculptures to this, and we have the sculpture exhibit, I think as the, the new sculpture exhibit that's gonna be released will be one listing um, that goes to, to your um, the city's um, information about the sculpture exhibit. But Callie, our visitor center manager, has been hard at work getting um, pictures and um, getting these listings, adding and doing research on these sculptures um, to make sure that people have a way to, to check that out. 
Yeah, we're really, really proud of that. This is great, thank you. You bet. <laughs> I have a printed version, and I've always wanted to get back to it, but this is great. And if you see at the top, there's also a map feature, so you can say show map, and then people That's can see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That does that doesn't look right. That does not look correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes something will map like weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, we need it's, it's a national tour of, yeah. of our Lawrence right. sculptures uh -huh. right now. Good. But you know what? This is how we um, I'm gonna know it. Yeah. Right yeah. There. there we go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. That looks better. We'll oh, figure out which ones those are. Yeah. Um, oh, the F mark. So. Oh, did you just know? Yeah. And as you click on to each of the listings, it gives even more information. Um, and that's how the events are, too. You click into them. Um, you can read more about each mm -hmm. event um, and move from there. So that Final Friday's web page is where we lead, where all of our marketing goes. So that's where the number one thing is. It's the content correct on the on that um, website. Um, and what marketing are we doing? So social media, um, there's a Final Fridays in Lawrence, Kansas Facebook page and we also do a lot from our Explore Lawrence page. We do also a monthly blog about Final Fridays. This one is kind of gives a review of some highlights of that month's Final Fridays events but also what's happening Saturday and Sunday so we're trying to turn our Final Fridays visitors into overnight weekend visitors. Um, Laurel uh, Nagengast, she's our digital marketing manager, and she is creating those blogs. She's an excellent writer, and we're so happy to have her on staff. She's also creating a monthly uh, Final Fridays guide for social media. It's something that you can click through, um, like a slideshow on, Insta on Instagram and on Facebook um, to highlight the events that are taking place. And so we're using uh, money to boost um, both the blog and the guide on um, on Facebook and Instagram. She also loves getting out and and taking video while she's out. So she's been posting reels and TikToks, um, which is really fantastic. That short form video is really important um, for marketing. And um, what's next? I'm be meeting with our um, digital um, strategy um, partners next week to discuss a strategy for a digital marketing campaign. Um, this is something that we haven't done since the pandemic. Um, last time we did it super strategically, we um, we geofenced first Fridays in Kansas City, targeting them with a mobile ad, those who were there with a mobile ad, promoting final Fridays, and then remarketing to them throughout the month. Um, we may do something similar. A lot has changed since then. I'm really excited to work with them to see what we can do. Um, and another thing that we've noticed recently are those Final Fridays flags are starting to get more in demand. So those were one thing, one of the first things we created when we got the new logo or new flags as an identifier of we're having a Final Fridays event. And it looks like we're going to have to do some research into getting those done again because there are new venues um, that want the flags. So I'm really excited to see that in a unified effort. So all in all, we have are going to be invest oh one more thing yes we also have a printed piece that we're um, that's being developed right now it's a rack card front and back with a QR code that will lead to this page um, we always want to do a map but you know what the venues change every single month so we have the online map um, to do that so the QR code will lead right to there we'll distribute that 
distribute that um, at our visitor center at the final Friday's venues. We'll make sure that they have them when people pop in so they can see what else is going on. And we are also going to be um, targeting Wichita with this message. It's going to go a little bit further out. We were really Kansas City, Topeka heavy before. We want to see what we can get um, from Wichita. So we'll be testing the waters there and we'll be distributing this rat card at um, hotels and attractions throughout Wichita. So all in all, we'll be investing at least $20,000 on marketing for Final Fridays in 2023 and um, look forward to see what that that does. Every time we start a campaign, we start seeing an increase in traffic and it has a tr trickle effect. So thank you. Yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, honestly, at this point, I can't imagine what, what Lawrence would be without Final Fridays. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's become such an institution that, I mean, I was living here prior to it, but I, I don't I don't specifically remember it not existing. So I don't know if anybody has any, any questions. Um, I just have a comment. I think the work that's being done is phenomenal. I think Explore Lawrence, it obviously markets to visitors, but it does a lot for residents. Mm -hmm. So I do wonder that sculpture uh, page was so fantastic. Is it something we can link to on the city website, on our arts and culture page? Because the residents having access to mm -hmm. that, just knowing where to find it, I think yeah. would be really important. Yeah. Um, but I think it's such a great crossover between residential you know, exposure and then obviously bring in visitors as well. Yeah. But the real well, and Yeah. I mean, and residents are so important because a lot of people come here to visit family and friends, mm -hmm. really. And it's up to our residents to know what is available um, to get them out to the city and exploring. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Um, how do you know when a new piece goes up or a new mural goes up? Um, and how quickly does that get onto the page? Well, we have to like drive by it <laughs> or like most of the time the we just sculptures? discover, yeah, yeah, for a sculptures or mural, any of the public art, a lot of the times it's we just happen upon it mm -hmm. um, or we just hear about it. Maybe it's a, our social media post that we see um, and then how quickly now that we're on it. I mean, Callie, Callie put that together like so fast within a couple I just of wonder weeks. if we approve a mural mm -hmm. and then it gets done. Wouldn't we just let you know yeah. that we yeah. approved yep. a mural and then it's hey, it's, we don't have to search for it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, I was like, where's that part mural? I want to yeah. see it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that somehow, we, if we could create some sort of system that, whenever we approve something or you know, like Phoenix Awards or mm -hmm. you know the um, the sculpture show and all that, like you know, making sure that you guys know about it, mm -hmm. so that way, the you know visiting people and counties can know about it too absolutely yeah yeah I think it makes a lot of sense we've talked as a group about wanting to promote the outdoor sculpture exhibition or, or murals or a lot of this public art as well as the potential for trying to put together like a walking map um, for folks who want to check out the artwork that's already out there um, but since you're already doing such a great job of that I think mm -hmm. if, if we could right. just, we could yeah. just let you know when when new pieces are going in I feel like that might be a, a better uh, one way of, of accomplishing that so well, we'll reach out to you more, I guess. Actually, I just talked to Eric Feinstein, who runs Autocast, which is an uh, app mapping mm -hmm. thing for. I mean, he started with public art, now it's heritage sites, it's numerous things. Mm -hmm. He is just so easy to work with, um, and honestly, not horribly expensive because he does so much advertising and stuff. Mm -hmm. and so, it might be something that we would look at 
to, especially for, like you're saying, a lot of it is challenging because it's not there for long. Sometimes. Right. Mm -hmm. Murals yeah. are great, public art, but even our outdoor downtown sculptures don't always stay more than a year or so. Sure. Um, but, you know, that's where it's nice as long as we can keep it up to date and stuff. Yep. And Nick actually mentioned it um, roundtable yesterday, the idea of doing stuff with audio reader, which I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's nice good. to jive all these things together. Um, Porter, um, Rebecca uh, chatted oh. and said she couldn't hear you very well. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot my... Thanks for saying that, Tim. Usually I'm loud and obnoxious. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you, Marlo, I'm, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot, but can you check in? You guys, the Art Center has a listing of artists that are interested in yes. opportunities like this. We have a reason. Because I think, and that's something I was going to ask you guys, I know that every once in a while I get somebody asking, how do I participate in... Final Fridays, more often than not, they don't really understand the philosophy behind it. But, um, and, and it's not our job to pair them with a venue per se, but I didn't know if that list is kept up to date, and I didn't know if that was what, what the origins of that were, if that might be something we want to look into and to see if it needs to be bolstered or something. I think that kind of came from different businesses that might want to participate in Final Fridays and we're looking for artists to exhibit. And so we just started to gather artists um, to put their information out. So I think there's that and then there's that component where places like Explore Lawrence where they have apply here, you know, mm -hmm. and so in Art Center we have our exhibition proposals open. So there's those various portals for entry if someone doesn't have access to a venue, how to get in. But yeah, the Art Center is always willing to connect people as well. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, cool. And we frequently will get people that email us and ask us how to participate as an artist. And then, mm -hmm. I mean, we really just tell them, look through the page, see who you think might work, and they don't have to participate. I'm like, walk downtown and look at a space and see if they'll do it. And that's what I it's like all you have to do is submit an event and you're in Final Fridays. Right. Like it's so easy. Yeah. So yeah, I encourage artists to go out and, you know, see what, what venue seems a good fit and then, you know, that's a professional development opportunity for them too. Yeah. Um, so cool. No, it's great. Kismet. Great. Well, thank you both for, for coming and joining us. Um, I don't know if we have any plan, but I feel like this relationship is really beneficial, and we should at least make a note to try and have this, have, have someone from Explore Warrants come to one of our meetings once a year. I don't know. At the minimum, we I feel like... Twice. Okay. Yeah. okay we'll, we'll, we'll write you down for that. Um, and then... Well, every quarterly. <laughs> And then, and then we can try and establish a little bit more fluid communication so that we're letting you know when new stuff goes up, which is a later on. If you want to stick around for the rest of the meeting, we are going to be discussing some potential locations for new sculptures. But you don't have to stay if you don't want to. I, well, I will definitely let you guys know what's happening with the Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition. We've got nine um, sculptures that are going to start appearing actually maybe as early as next week. So. Cool. Um, and then for you, you heard yesterday, June, June final Friday is when we launched the thing with, and Alicia has a great um, mobile sculpture. So, mm. cool. Great. Yeah, I'd love to come back and report on the results of the marketing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Please Thank you do. for all your work. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see nice you. Seeing you. I'll let you know if I hear. Yeah, I will. You let me know if you hear anything. <laughs>
All right, diving into old business, our first item is to review the budget. This is something we do every time for no particular reason other than staying on top of what numbers look like. So I know we have, um, we were looking kind of at the, the full budget previously and, and um, now we're just kind of reviewing a real basic ledger just so we can kind of see where we're at, where, where the monies are, are going. Um, potentially answer any questions or inquiries. And actually, since we did this mm -hmm. for printing, um, I am working on a graphic designer for the outdoor downtown sculpture exhibition yeah. brochure. Mm -hmm. And I think I'll move forward on that. And then, um, what was the other thing that we were doing on that? Oh, AutoCast mm -hmm. also is actually coming in under budget. So oh, or I think great. it's at budget. He agreed to stick with the same number, so. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and unfortunately that means a lot of cleanup work on our side, so I had to get in there and see what. I think the AutoCast was, was just a couple hundred dollars, wasn't it, AutoCast? I have to go back and look. Yeah, um, so that's not reflected in these numbers, but yeah. Well, it's, it will be in that $20,000. Yes. Yeah, and then yep. we have the nine artists here, so it's all working out nicely um, with that one, and obviously the Community Arts Grant, 70000 those are underway. Um, we've. I, I, full disclosure on that, because you know, ironically, when we shut down systems for a while, then reopen systems. Systems need to be updated, <laughs> including TGT. And so it's been, it's going, but it's like, oh my gosh, this is uh, a little. Finances changed to an entirely new system, so it's just been yeah. not as smooth and easy as I hoped it would be. So just FYI, but it is we're working it out and going to make that happen, and we're working on the artists' um, agreements as well. So, Danby Smith, so none of this uh, budget ledger is surprising to me, but uh, if anyone has any questions or concerns, now's the time to air those grievances. Grievances. Okay, if there, it's okay if there aren't any. We've got a lot. Usually they're just <sighs> questions. <Yeah. laughs> uh, we have a lot, a lot of uh, fun stuff left in the agenda if we want to just keep on trucking. Let's do it. All right, up, up next is an update on the Outdoor Sculpture Exhibition. So when I first came in here, I saw there was a cool map up on the screen. So. Yeah, so quick update. We've mm. got our nine artists on board. Oh. Um, you want to share that? And yeah. so this is my working map. Please don't take it literally or judge it aesthetically. Um, but this is how I figure out and kind of curate the whole thing. So David Vertasnik's piece, Marks on a Landscape, is going to go out to Theodore Lawrence, Yay. which I'm really excited about. He's very excited about. Which um, one is his? Is the one up there on the one. top. I know it's hard to see here. Oh, you can yep. see over there a little bit. Oh, that, oh, yeah. That's the one we were talking about. Yes. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's a fun piece. And then... Um, Sarah Gross is at KU in the ceramics department. She's the one that had the bricks that she squished with her hands. She's, this is really a rough just concept in talking with her. I went out and did site visits with her to, to really think through where she might go. She unfortunately has gotten just buried at end of school kind of stuff. So we're working at, I'm waiting for her to get a proposal together. She, you know, I told her if you don't make final Friday, it's not the end of the world. We'll figure that out. So that's underway. Um, Mara Strayer, Strayer is doing um, this trophy wheat sculpture, which is going to be up on the grassy area at the south side of the Carnegie building. I know, I saw it. Um, so she's working on that. And she actually redesigned the proposed piece so it'll fit that site, because um, it has to be low enough that it doesn't hit the tree there. But she's very excited, and I'm really happy to work with her. And as we mentioned, Alicia Kelly has her stellar dodecahedron. <laughs> 
um, which is an inflatable sculpture, which I just love. And she's going to be showing it at Final Fridays as part of the Free State Festival, which is very exciting. And then she's going to show it, I think, at two or three other venues over the course of the, the year. Does this keep going down? No, that's just okay. my other tracking stuff. So if you go to the right, um, Skip Willits has these three sculptures that he, what he does is he builds a, a structure and then he cuts willow um, akin to a beaver cutting willow on the river. Mm -hmm. So it's, he's from um, Omaha, F further up north, but it's very similar to us here. So then he weaves these things into these large-scale sculptural elements. So I'm going to put these three at the um, Law Enforcement Center at the juncture of 11th Street between Massachusetts. It's just a nice big open space for something this large. And then Pat Slimmer has his piece, Study in Light, and um, that will go. There's a spot just outside of um, Global Cafe that we use for um, work like this. And then I've been working with Miles Schachter. His piece is evolving. He's really into it, so he's been making it, um, adjusting it with a bigger globe and adding faces in a different way. He's, he wants to put it at the corner of 8th and um, Mass, so it's catty corner to his other sculpture because oh, okay. they all relate to um, inclusion mm -hmm. and equity. So I thought, well, if we can do it, I think we can pull that off. And then Will Vanderson's piece, um, the Eldridge Museum has a, actually a couple of pads, one in the flower container, but then one on the ground as well. We'll put this on the ground nearby. And he has a similar sculpture just across the street. There. That's correct. Yeah, that's Will's piece, and he'll come and pick that up, because that's been out there for a couple years now. He's one of three artists that we were able to do it during COVID. So he'll bring this piece in, and then Jacob Bermud is going to bring his piece, and I think we'll put that at that, at that site mm -hmm. that you're okay. talking about gotcha. right now. Cool. So, and like I said, we've got the graphic designer working. I went back and did all the um, um, copywriting for the brochure, um, and then I'm working with Autocast. Was, Eric was thrilled to hear from me, and he's like, yep, just tell me what you want to do. We'll do mm -hmm. it. So all that's happening, we'll definitely convey all that to our friends at Explore Lawrence so they can... Join in on the fun. It's great progress. Yeah, I'm really mm -hmm. excited. It's I forgot how much work it is. You've done a lot. Hurting artists is uh, they've been great. You know, these are all you know veterans that love doing this, so it's exciting. But so yeah, I'm very excited. Feels I good. Feel like you've done a good job of placing them where they best fit. Thank you. We do think it through. I work with um, park staff. It some of it is because there has to be a concrete sure. footing there, and so there's limitations as to where we can go. But the other thing I just want to tell people is like, we have leftover pieces. So we have the piece over by the farmer's market. If any artist came and said, hey, I really want that spot, I would ask that person to move. But if that person is willing to leave their piece there, we're not giving them more money. Um, but it is then showing off their work. Mm. So you know, I'm just leaving. So it's kind of nice that we're kind of having an impromptu longer-term temporary sculpture exhibition, but I just want to let everybody know that. Like Miles's other piece, so popular over there, it's really mm -hmm. become sort of a mainstay, that, that beautiful piece with that um, bust of the woman 
Um, so anyway, so it's kind of nice that it's just adding to the collection, and eventually those will go away. But Daniel B. Smith, along with the installation of these new pieces, you, know, you mentioned that some people choose to just let a piece remain. Maybe they don't have a, a new place to display it. Um, but do we do we know for sure which of the the previous ones are, are being removed as well? Is that Actually, wills will be removed, and um, I have to go back in and think that through. I've got to do this for AutoCast. And I th oh, the other one was Tim O'Brien's out in front of uh, uh -huh. Phoenix Gallery. I'm going to ask him if he wants to leave it because um, I think people mm -hmm. love it and yeah. I think he you know one thing I know as an ex-sculptor is that it sucks when your art is in storage versus yeah. out in the real world mm -hmm. so even if you're not making money on it mm -hmm. if it's going to be in storage anyway why not leave it out so people can enjoy it so but I don't want to exploit anybody or sure. take advantage of anybody so if he says no I need it for something else we'll make it work can those be part of AutoCast too? Like could we Absolutely. Have to Brian's statement. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the nice thing. He's not limiting to us to any number. He's like, oh. and I think what he'd love to see is maybe cultural heritage sites and that type of thing. And oh. it makes sense to do that. And that might be a dovetail opportunity with Explore Lawrence. Thank you. It just, you know, hits home with that. It's so great to have your position back. Because, you know, you reference how much work it was to do that. And mm -hmm. if we did not have a staff person, how would that have been accomplished? So mm -hmm. kudos to the City Commission for reinstating that role. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, well, if nobody else has any other comments, uh, our next agenda item is an update on the Phoenix Awards. And I, I believe that there are our Phoenix Awards subcommittee members um, have, have maybe had a chance to discuss things a little bit. Um, <laughs> Such as it was. <laughs> But uh, I think uh, we can go ahead and review those. I know we all got an email earlier about some, some uh, promotional stuff, so. Um. Yeah, Abby did a really good job of, of sending out a graphic and uh, some additional information. As of, as of now, we have no nominations. So one of the things that Jill and, and Dina and I were talking about just prior to this meeting was kind of going back and encouraging the rest of you as well to go back and look at the list of previous winners with kind of a mindset of who isn't on this list that should be. Because really there are people who've been creating art in various forms for many, many years in Lawrence that everybody assumes has already gotten the award. So um, we might kind of look at where there's some gaps. And I would just encourage all of you to really yeah. get out there and rally the troops and, and get some nominations in. Because if each one of us got someone to nominate someone, then we would have our Phoenix Awards. Can we extend the deadline? Are we feeling pressured that May 30th is a hard? <coughs> I don't think there's pressure. It's it's just I think whatever your deadline is, people are going to say, oh, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. mm -hmm. I sort of did have it off my radar, and then when I saw the agenda, I was like, oh, yeah. I just put it in Facebook groups yeah. today, so I was yeah. a little behind the time. I know Theodore Lawrence just put it. I encourage <coughs> them to put it back in the newsletter, so it's it's coming out again. So. You know, it's just a matter of awareness. Yeah. 
It is a bit of a lengthy nomination. It is. And one of the people that I talked to about nominating somebody had strong (laughs) feelings about how much work it was going to be. So I'm not sure we can do anything about that this year, but it might be something that we would... Because one of the things that you have to do is let the person know and get a whole resume from them. Right. So... Somewhat ruins the surprise of it all. What? It somewhat ruins the surprise of it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of the point? Because if you... Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah, uh, I could see see us potentially wanting to change that in the future and potentially making it easier easier to nominate we might get more nominations if if it was as as easy as writing a name and a a couple a couple paragraphs of course so. then it would be up to the committee or to the staff <laughs> to follow through and get a more detailed bio bio yeah and we could we could certainly do an online application that would be easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Is you know get less information from the actual nomination form, but then go back, and that way staff isn't revealing who nominated them or anything. It's just saying you were nominated and selected for this. So yeah, there's you know the list is here. Um, it goes all the way back to 1996. So you can see, and there's it's not just individual artists. It's also groups. Um, I think it's also important to be aware that um, it's also um, <coughs> some artists were recognized in one area, but they do work in other areas. Mm-hmm. So they could conceivably be, you know, recognized twice if they're doing something different these days. Okay, great. Well, I certainly appreciate the kick in the pants as far as maybe mm-hmm. trying to. I, I have not. I have not recommended anybody make nominations <laughs> specifically. I think we've all, you know, we all have. We all we were all busy people. Yeah. But I, I I will certainly take this as as the, the push needed to maybe reach out to some folks and try and encourage people. The looming deadline might, is, is sometimes a nice, right. nice incentive. And then I guess from a personal perspective, I will not be at next month's meetings, so I don't know when we're going to be reviewing these, but I would like to be a part of the review process. Mm-hmm. I think if need be, we can definitely, we can call a special meeting if we need to. Well, and that, you're a committee, right? Yes. Oh, oh, you're talking about the whole group meeting. Yeah, we'd have to call a special meeting. We can do that. But it would be unless you want the committee to meet and make the recommendations. Well, that might be, that seems more in keeping, that's how we did the outdoor downtown sculpture exhibition, let the committee meet, you know, in their own time and then bring it back and make that recommendation to the, the overarching the We could do group. that, especially if we don't have very many. It won't take us very long. Right. Right. But I think, I think we do want to make sure that we get at least half a dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've um, ranged between, honestly, <laughs> five. No, I mean we've got, got to it. get we've got to get some nominations. Oh yeah, no, no, I understand that. Yeah, on it. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly agree. I think the, sub, the subcommittee could make rec- a recommendation, and and then we could review that at the full meeting. Um, so. Um, yeah, it seems like the main uh, the main highlight of, of that segment is really just that we you know, just kinda, encourage people. Yeah, get, get some get some nominations rolling in. Um, so, unless anybody else has any other uh, questions or comments, including our, our friends online, we can get out of old business and get to our committee updates section, which begins with a community arts grants guidelines and processes. Uh, so this is um, this is about reviewing the. Uh, 
the processes for the community arts grants. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to staff. To, to, to yeah, we just wanted off. to bring this into the you know forefront of as we start thinking to next year. Um, we know that there's been some questions about the community arts grants, and so going back and earnestly reviewing those guidelines. Um, so we just wanted to sort of trigger that process and maybe get a group to meet, start plotting a, a plan going forward so that we're ready to go, you know, this fall um, with a new set of guidelines. So I, I certainly feel like the, the rubric that we used for evaluating them was it was okay, but I, I feel like there were areas where uh, and through the review process, there were certain sections that we ended up kind of like devaluing in our ev evaluation, and the results that we came to ended up not really being super reflective of the exact metrics that were on the rubric. So I could see us wanting to shift those a little bit. And the only other thing I, I would personally bring up is is um, the reality of um, there sort of being a delineation between folks who are sort of folks who are established asking for larger amounts and folks who are, who are newer and asking for smaller amounts and whether or not having those two um, I have had people ask me about this and whether whether throwing throwing everybody in the same arena to fight it out when there's such a clear distinction between the the heavy hitters and the sort of uh, young Multiple upstarts years. yeah what, whether there, there could be an advantage in having um, a smaller chunk which is specifically set aside mm -hmm. at, for like the smaller smaller organizations or I would be offer interested. Two. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go on. I was going to say that, you know, at that point too, you may want to really deconstruct everything for a moment to look at it because having worked for a granting agency in St. Louis, you know, what what's the need in the community? Mm -hmm. um, we did research and one we found that, you know, $500 for an uh, you know, a young artist can really it can be a dance floor, it can be a boom box, it can be a table saw. So looking at those, we called them COGS, Community Opportunity Grants, um, and or we did a big study and recognized that, you know, if you really want to change an artist's life, give them $15,000, you know, and suddenly they can, you know, potentially have a down payment on a house or something. Um, so looking at now, I'm sure when we did that research, $15,000 was probably more valuable than it is today. But anyway, I'm, I'm just saying looking at those ideas and what, what does our community need the most? We could do even a survey um, if we thought that would be helpful of, you know, what's, what, what are artists seeking these days? What kind of money would really help them out? I would really like to be a part of that review process. One of the things that that I would, that goes back to, to city staff. I think as we move forward with these grants, I think people applying would be most appreciative if you made the, um, the grant application form in such a way that you could go back and add to it so that you didn't have to do the entire grant at one sitting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that is a... Mm -hmm. We, we actually... Save? Did it not happen this year? Because we've set that... No, I knew that was not. a problem. Oh, you know what? Ah, dang. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Yes. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that. Because that's really, really important. Yeah, no, no, I get it. And we, um, we did figure out how to do it. At one point, we were actually looking at, you know, should we invest in hiring a grant, you know, agency uh, like West Staff offers that. 
it just seems a shame to me to give them five to ten thousand dollars of our grant money to do something. We're not a we don't do regular grants, um, so we do it this way, which is not. But we did figure out a way to make it so it doesn't shut you out. You can go back and that would be great. Mm-hmm. And I think I just I I think that's when transitions were occurring, and I just never didn't pass that on. So my apologies. And some synchronicity with the TGT grant because like since we're, they're both city entities having the same system. Because remember like having two things in, like, oh, these are totally different. And so just having some, some overall consistency would be good. Yeah, they were very separate programs, yeah. but now they're kind of yeah. coming together. Um, so uh, to, to me, what seems like the, the best idea would be to convene the, the uh, grants and advocacy subcommittee um, to look over the rubric and then discuss the potential to have maybe have some cogs in addition to our CAGs, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and work some of those, those ideas out in the, in the subcommittee, and then bring it back to the, the full committee to um, consider. The other thing I think that we could, the subcommittee could do is try and come up with potential ballpark date that where next year we could actually follow through and, and do a, a small operation where we set up somewhere. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Arts Center just because it's, it's convenient in my mind. Set up somewhere like the Arts Center and have a table and, and have a specific date when people can come and ask a small number of us, a non-quorum number of us, um, specific questions about the application process. Something we wanted to do this past year, but then, you know, how things happen. Um, but I think trying to set like a, a goal for a ballpark when that would be and kind of putting it on our, our calendar will help make it actually happen this time around. So yeah, I love that idea. Um, as far as setting an actual date for the community, or the grants and advocacy subcommittee to meet, I think that is something, I mean, we could all pull out our, pull out our phones and look at our calendars for a while, but we could also figure that out um, over over email. So thank yeah, you. If you all can coordinate that, that's fine. And just so everybody knows, on the back of the agenda, we listed the different, not that it have to be locked into that. It's on the back of These yours. are the current committees. It's also Phoenix in the- Awards, Grants Advocacy, and Public Art and ODSE. It's also in the agenda packet. So if you could add so me to that one. So this would be grants and advocacy, yeah. which is God, Tim, I Daniel, can't believe Hill, I'm saying add me to a Marlo. committee. Mary wants to be honest. I just have some. That's that's a great point, Jill. Mm-hmm. Because because we have four members on that subcommittee, if we add a fifth person, we'll have a quorum. So I mean, Jill, if you'd be willing to, would, yeah, you don't have Mary to. Wants to, we could switch. Even just for this one subcommittee meeting, mm-hmm. since since Mary's really interested yeah, I in being think there. it doesn't have to be too formal, yeah. but um, yeah, I think that's fine. As long as and Mary, I'd appreciate that, yeah. Jill. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. For because I've done it from both sides, so sure. I have some yeah. ideas on. Well, I, I would appreciate someone that knows more about it. To so do that. Tim, <laughs> Daniel, sorry, Tim, Daniel, uh, Marlo, and Mary will work on that. And yeah, if you guys can just meet and kind of go over that and develop a, a, a scheme going forward. And I love the idea of an annual calendar. I think, it, you know, after mm-hmm. COVID and all the ruckus that that caused to have an annual calendar that we know what's happening when would be really helpful for everybody. All right, great. Well, the next thing on our agenda is similarly about the outdoor uh, public art and outdoor sculpture exhibition um, subcommittee. Uh, So for that group, it would be nice to um, find a time or at least decide to find a time um, to meet to start planning the opening reception for which we have made sure to set aside enough money to make it uh, appropriately fancy as the goal. So um, that can also, um, I think that could also very well be 
an, something that, that takes place after this meeting um, over over email. Uh, myself and Marciana and Tim uh, could meet up to discuss that. Um, Denise was also on that subcommittee, um, which means that currently there's only three people on there. And so if somebody else did want to be on the public art subcommittee, that is within the realm of possibility now. Um, uh, I just take that spot. I mean, if you're if you're interested, I mean, if if you want to stay on the um, grants and advocacy subcommittee, I think you should. I don't think I'm qualified for that. Oh well, uh, I, I might push back on that. But if you want to if you want to be on the outdoor uh, sculpture subcommittee, we we, if we you're would. Okay with that? I would. That's fine with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we will. Okay, I'll I'll do I'll, I'll do some more little penciling. Um, so I think similarly we can. Uh, after this meeting, we can um, do some complicated email stuff and figure out a time for those subcommittees to meet. Um, and let's see. The reception's on um, the 30th, is that right? Right, you already have the date. It's mm -hmm. June 30th, 530 mm -hmm. to, you say seven or eight? I don't know, I don't think we ever specified a time. So you guys can make it up. Nine at the art center. Okay. So it'll be up. Well, actually, I think typically it was five to nine, 530 to yeah. nine, something like that, so that's fine. Uh -huh. And yeah, if, if you know if you decide there should be a venue, or, I mean, typically we've done it with me carrying a cooler full of cold water around <laughs> and a bullhorn, which is actually pretty fun. It was fun. I had it, the best time. It really was stories. fun, and I was so appreciative of the air conditioning in the visitor center. Um, but you know, obviously, we have other opportunities and could do something more. You know, but do people do like to wander the pieces? Yeah. So, are you going to? go all the way out to Theater Lawrence as well? Uh, we have not managed that, okay. but we've encouraged people to drive out and you know take okay. a look at it, and we have the map and stuff, so. Um, is there, do you have a private helicopter yet? Because <laughs> <laughs> I bet helicopter rides at Theater Lawrence would be oh, very popular. That's, that would be uh, so or a gondola. That yeah, so my retirement funding will take care of that. <laughs> this year's TGT request. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Well, if, um, if anybody who's not specifically a member of that subcommittee has any any uh, ideas or, or, or dreams for what that reception might be like, feel free to shout them out. Um, the last thing we have under committee updates is um, reviewing Resolution 77. Um, so I'll, I'll kick it over to Porter. Yeah, so on this, as I mentioned last time. So you have the resolution 7070. Um, this is the May set aside up to 2%. And we have put in the full amount, which is over $700,000 based on the previous CIP. Again, this has to go through the budget process. It's kind of a conundrum because you go through this process and then theoretically, the art commission would then lay out some sort of a plan. What, what are we going to do with that money? So it's not just money kind of out there. The other thing that's really important is C, section 2C, art in public places includes visual art or spaces for performance art placed on public property selected by established procedures and approved by the Lawrence City Commission. So I don't think you have to get in the weeds on this, um, but I do think you know coming up with a few thoughts of what you might want to do, um, perform you know performance art. I, I I'd love to know somebody that actually helped write this because I was like, where did that come from? That's really mm -hmm. interesting. 
I think it was really visionary in a way, but that also ends up being more significant capital kind of project. And honestly, $700,000 would be, you know, would probably get eaten up with a, any kind of amphitheater or something along those lines. Although I've seen some beautiful public artworks where it's the bust of a famous musician, their head, and then behind it is hollow, so a, a guitarist or a saxophonist can sit behind that musician's head and actually play and have a mini amphitheater. So mm -hmm. there's unique opportunities like that that create sort of a mini amphitheater in a park sort of idea, that type of thing. So what I'd love to do is meet with that group. I can work with you all and just come up with some general ideas about what would we want to do if we had this kind of funding. So we're not just saying we just give us money, but we really would say we'd, you know, we'd like to do three mm. significant public art mm. projects. They would have to each be over $100,000 as part of the CIP. So we'd, we do have limitations that way. But um, great to just meet and kind of talk that through and have some sort of plan in place. One of the things that probably ought to be clarified at some point, when we were building the new theater, we went to the city to see if we could get some of the money, some of this money, and we're told that we did not qualify for it. So I don't know if going forward, if, if is the commission going to rework this at all, or how is... They could, you know, they may set aside up to two percent. We're requesting the full two percent. Right, right, right. But I'm talking about the purpose of the money. That the way it is currently phrased, it cannot be used for um, construction projects on private property. Right. That's what it just. So yeah. art in public places, visual art or spaces for performance mm -hmm. art placed on public property, mm -hmm. selected by established procedures and approved by the Lawrence City Commission. Our established procedures are the, the procedures we've used to select artists and projects in the past, mm -hmm. which is you know the piece we did over at the Senior Resource Center, the piece at the police facility, and then of course the right, right. facility. So, yeah. so we have all these things in place, we just haven't really gone to this level because we haven't had you know we haven't mm -hmm. seen that opportunity right. and that much funding so so yeah it would be those types of things on public property it's it's a fun i i won't get into the weeds but this is where it, it's a really interesting policy frankly and it really is visionary i mean give lawrence a lot of credit for mm -hmm. doing what it's done the problem is it's nebulous enough that in the, the world of government, it's just hard to implement because it's really not crystal clear and it's not backed up by a public art master plan. And, and it's a little bitsy. It's tricky it's that not. way. An ordinance is far clearer. An ordinance makes it a law, and then you know exactly where the funding is coming from, what the source is, what you can use it for, how the program is implemented, that type of thing. So mm -hmm. someday in the future, and I've talked about this before, having a public art master plan, making a bigger commitment into this program, if this is what we want to do, mm -hmm. uh, and this is yet another thing on that list of things, what do we want to do? Is this public art where we want to invest our money? or? Is there some other thing? CIP again is also a factor in that because CIP is limited. So, but we can talk more at the meeting. Great. And this one is actually we need to do this fairly soon. 
you're, you're talking about um, putting together some just to get a meeting together ideas. I think we can you know just get um, a general plan in place hopefully in no more than 90 minutes or so just talk it through and, and just come up with some thoughts about what seems to be the mo- make the most sense but I need to have that in place before we start moving into budget season so we have that as backup so that is then at this point would be Daniel B. Smith, Marciana, Tim, and Jill. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And having you guys, one, being on these committees is so important, but obviously you're learning a lot through these processes too. Great. So uh, up next on the agenda is Porter again, because you're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the comprehensive plan, which we have. Uh, we had some folks come in, introduce us to the, some, uh, some consultants come and talk to us recently. So. Right. The consultants were here last time, and now we're moving. So the first step in this process is developing a steering committee. Um, we have been very, very methodical in this process of what's the best way to do this. So we came up with the idea of developing an, app, an online application form. And the idea with that is that anybody can encourage anybody to apply. And we are trying to, to bridge the gap um, of diversity on multiple levels. Um, we actually left this open to 16, age 16 and above. Mm-hmm. So if there's a you know, 16, 17, 18 year old out there that's really interested in this kind of thing and has, can make the time, absolutely. Um, the press release is gonna go out tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. The application page is set up. We have a portal for the, um, the actual um, steering, com- or not steering committee, but the overall, overall comprehensive plan. So it'll be open through the end of this month, May 31st. So I really encourage you guys, if you know anybody that might be interested in this or you, or you, you know somebody who should be interested in this, reach out to them and encourage them to apply. Um, it's fairly simple and um, it's all online and there's background information so they can get back, you know, understand why, how we got to this point. Um, so that'd be great. And I'll get that out to you guys tomorrow. And um, yeah, please spread the word on that one. Uh, DMB Smith, and just just to be clear, I'm I'm already counted as being on that. Is that right on the steering committee? Do you know? We I don't know for sure. We certainly uh-huh. have had sort of stenciled out. Yeah. Probably need representation from the art the arts commission. We need representation from the parks board. We'd love to get USD 497. We want Haskell. So we we have a general you know idea of who we'd like to get. How that plays out, we won't know exactly until we see who applies. I'll, I'll just say that since I I already represent this body on on the committee committee, uh, and I and generally talk enough as it is during these meetings. If there's anybody else who feels really strongly about spending the time to do that, feel free to, to let me know. And you know, I, that Daniel, you are a wonderful person and you, you step up and you do these great things. I'm not sure you are the best choice for that. Sure, so if someone else. I'm gonna push her to do it. All right, I'll, duly noted. Well, I, I, don't, I don't wanna peer pressure anybody into doing anything, but. If, if somebody else is interested in, in participating in that way, feel free to reach out to me or our staff liaison, Abby, and, and let us know. No pressure. Or fill out the application. Just yeah. apply. Yeah. Just apply. Just apply. Yeah. Honestly, if anybody wants to apply, you can certainly apply. So. And the reason I'm, I'm pushing for that has nothing to do with... with um, I, I think that if the arts are going to be a part of the master plan. Somebody who is professionally trained in the arts needs to be a 
needs to have a voice in there. And I've been there, done that before. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm pushing Marlo because, or Marlo because I, I, I think that that voice needs to be a part of the conversation. Well, I, I agree that Marlo would be an excellent candidate, but uh, in, uh, in an effort not to peer pressure anybody, I will uh, move along. We have our miscellany section up next, um, which the three of us were talking should be the non-trivial miscellany, because miscellany makes it seem trivial, and it's not entirely trivial. Um, the first thing on there is just an up update on the recommendations regarding boards and commissions committee, the committee committee. Um, we met again since this body last met, um, and we- You're for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> we started uh, we started putting together actual recommendations as to what sort of plan we would put forward to the community the um, you can review that meeting if you want the uh, that loose plan will then go to into the community engagement part of the, the process where folks from the public will have an opportunity to give input um, hopefully lots of input um, I don't know do you know if it's if the feedback the, the date for the public engagement has been publicly posted I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, All right. Oh my gosh. Um, well, um, I'm, I'm tempted just to, to tell tell everybody. I mean, it's gonna be pu it's gonna be public s sooner or later. Maybe I'll wait. Maybe I'll wait on I'm that. Not directly involved. So. There's there's gonna be a public opportunity for people to go and give feedback in person. There will also be a virtual opportunity for people to give feedback uh, on the proposed. Uh, reconfiguration of boards and committees. The reconfiguration as it is now, as it has been put forward, um, involves both this board and um, the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board staying as separate boards underneath the unmistakable identity sort of strategic outcome area. Um, all, a lot of the other strategic, strategic outcome areas have sort of multiple boards condensed, um, but um, the current proposal as the committee committee has has sort of um, agreed upon includes the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission essentially moving forward um, you know maybe maybe slightly different in how it is uh, it relates to other bodies I think there's room for us to collaborate a little bit more and communicate a little bit more with like the Parks and Recreation Advisory Board but essentially we're not getting smushed so far unless you know we, we don't know how things are going to play out. But we're not getting smushed with anybody um, quite yet. Uh, we probably, I, I feel like we probably won't end up being the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission. We can just be the Cultural Arts Commission. None of the other boards or committees have the name of the town at the beginning of them. But that is, uh, that actually is trivial. So I don't know if anybody has any questions. It's just my little update on how things are going there. Thank you. Uh, and then up next, we have Arts Innovation and Education, which is, um, I don't know if, how much Porter wants to share with us, but this is a section um, where we can just kind of talk about. Yeah, so you know, I brought this to the forefront and actually have, um, I honestly, I was <laughs> wrestling with SharePoint today. Um, I'm trying to get a file together that we can actually publicly post, but because it's in our internal system, you have to get it just right so that others can access it. So anyway, I'm in process with that. But what I might do is put Mary on the spot because she did a wonderful thing and sent me information about, um, hang on, I just had it. Um, 
research from, is it, SMU is? Southern Methodist University. Southern Methodist University Data Arts, which is actually really interesting and something I hadn't seen in a long time. Study finds local arts agencies are catalysts for arts vibrancy. Um, really great study. You can actually read the report, download it. This is what I want to do is bring in what are the topics and things that we want to bring to the table to think about um, as we move forward. So thank you so much for doing this. I was at the Arts Roundtable yesterday and encourage people, if people have strong ideas about you know what Lawrence needs in the future, that kind of thing, send the information if you have it. And I will get that coalesced into a folder that can be publicly available so we can tap it. And once again, great um, resource here that you can look into all these different areas and see different groups that are doing things and that type of thing. You, cool. Just to show, like pick um, history and heritage, it's right there. Actually, let's pick housing, something we're just talking about. Um, then you click on learn more. This is the ownery part. Then you go to fact sheet. That's what I'd say, just go to the fact sheet. And what's great is it has you know background information, different percentages and that type of thing. But as you scroll down, it actually gives you examples of practice. And so National Fair Housing Alliance Poetry Slam, Paducah Main Street Artist Relocation Program. There are some amazing artist um, affordable housing programs out there. They're really remarkable. Affordable housing is a big topic in Lawrence right now. You know, And again, I'm thinking in the context of both Johnson County, KC Metro, what, what strengths do we want to play into here? So I offer this, encourage people to go look at it. It's really easy to dig into this stuff. And um, there's you know, some terrific examples out there of, of different programs and different writings on these topics. What is this website? This is through Americans for the Arts. And okay. if you go back, it's called the Arts and Social Impact. This is awesome. Calculate. It's really cool. Yeah, it really is. It's a great resource. And it's just, and you know, Mary sending me what she did. There's a ton of stuff out there. Um, and I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's stuff in film that I'm not even aware of. There's stuff in music that I'm not aware of. So, um, you know, all these different areas and things. And, and you know, I, I love the idea of us inventing what's appropriate for Lawrence. But if we see stuff that's really great out there, just for inspiration's sake, it's really a valuable tool as we start talking more earnestly about what we want to look like in the future. And this link is also in the agenda packet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. we try to make it available to yep. you guys, so. Miss Lady. And actually, I've, I've downloaded all the PDFs, and I'll put those in the folder, because it's actually easier just to go straight to the PDFs. So, Mary, I don't know if you want to say anything about this, um, but I was, it's really a great report, and the research they do is terrific. I, I think it provides really good ammunition um, if you're talking about investment in public art and the impact that a city can have by investing in an organization like, like the LCAAC, or this one was speaking particularly about arts. Um, nonprofits, nonprofits, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the impact it can have on lives. Cool, so yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a good report. I'll send this out to everybody, too. Thank you. Thank you. All right, great. That takes us to, let's see, it's item C in our miscellany, non-trivial miscellany section, um, which is just talking about applications for boards and commissions. This came out of a, an idea that um, 
just in general promoting fo for folks to uh, you know apply and try and get involved not just to our board or committee but to all the boards and committees um, I, I do know that um, we've had at least a few people who've applied so I think we're actually doing pretty good as far as interest in in, in serving on this body. Um, I do know that with the, the committee committee still kind of going through the process of reviewing some of those things, um, that, that could be a factor in uh, the timeline as far as people being appointed to boards and committees. Um, but always feel free to let people know if people are interested that they can, they can go on the website and apply. I think that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole section in the agenda is me just saying, telling people to get involved. And remind them that it may not happen immediately sure yeah there might be a, a bit of a delay uh, and then last uh, item in miscellany oh sure yeah go ahead um, would either one of our any one of the explore Lawrence people be able to apply or would that be a conflict of interest um, I think that becomes problematic okay yeah that's just we just we actually sit on their board you know okay. so yeah. and they're a governing board mm -hmm. so I don't mm -hmm. think that really works that's okay yeah that's kind of what I want to know but we work in and conjunction I with them. I think wasn't Derek there, actually attends their meetings. Wasn't there a deal a couple of years ago when we had a city employee? That yeah, it used to be the city employees were allowed to sit on on boards and commissions. Right, but then then it and got then that, and then uh, it got changed. Yeah, that got changed, so you can't do that anymore so either. I so. don't know how that would be. Yeah, they're not technically city employees but their funding comes from the city so right so it's a yeah, fine line I don't think yeah. it's it's really feasible a good question okay. but we do yeah just to reassure you we do work with them very closely so. oh totally and I just thought well if one of them was on the committee then makes sense good <laughs> logic <laughs> government isn't always logical <laughs> All right, so the last item under miscellany is a sharing of community events. This can be events that, that you've gone to, that you want to uh, reminisce about, or things that are, that are coming up that you're excited to go to, that you want more people to attend, want people to know about. I did attend the last Final Friday, and it was, it was great. I had a great time. Um, when was the art auction? In April. That, have we had a meeting since We've then? We've had a meeting since then. Okay. Last meeting, it was like right after. Right oh, gotcha. That was, on. that was awesome. It was great. Um, but then the Art Center had the next show, which was the kids um, throughout the school system, and that was really cool and so blown away by the, the work that the kids in this community are doing. Kids and, I mean, almost adults, um, but, I mean, really, really incredible work and, yeah, just blown away. That was really awesome to see. Always one of the best exhibitions of the entire year is the school show. Kids yeah. artists. Yeah. yeah. Dina Amat and I will second or third that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing show and amazing awards that the Art Center gives out to all levels mm -hmm. of students, which I think is really amazing. So it makes kids feel super special mm -hmm. for, I mean, you could have a kindergartner or you know a high school senior and it's just like it's all amazing very uplifting you see the families and proud kids it's just super cool all right great so uh if no one else has anything else to share we can move towards adjournment i will um quickly reiterate that the uh uh Grants and Advocacy Subcommittee will find a time to meet between now and our next meeting. Next meeting is June 14th. Um, and that the Public Art ODSE Subcommittee will also find a time to meet some point between now and our next meeting, 
which again is on June 14th. I'm on both those, so I, I don't mind taking the lead as far as trying to um, reach out to folks and get that, that uh, complicated scheduling stuff going. Um, both of those have, have important stuff to do before our next meeting, which again is June 14th, um, same time, same place, and then that'll be the last meeting before uh, the outdoor sculpture exhibition opens. So unless anybody has any reason to stick around, um, I'll thank everybody except for this fly, which has been, been the bane of this meeting. Um, thank you to staff. Thank you to our friends who joined us earlier. Thanks to Kurt over over in the audio uh, visual booth. Um, but I would look for a uh, motion to adjourn. I will make a motion. Thank you. Can I get a second? second. All right. Um, thank you to Marciana and Rebecca for thank joining us on Zoom. It's Bye -bye. nice seeing you. Uh, we will see you in a subcommittee meeting, if not um, at the June 14th meeting. That's it. At this point, I'm just talking normally. The meeting's, the meeting's no longer happening, so this is, this is just <laughs> so norm, normal me banter. Okay. And please, no offense.